0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're back in the book of uh, 1 Samuel, and now we are in chapter 2. So Hannah had had prayed, uh, and God, uh, who was barren, finally conceived a son, Samuel, and as she prayed uh, that she would give this child uh, to the Lord, she did it she kept her promise she gave this child to the lord now she's had a son but you know she's she he's now working in the temple with eli but um we hear this prayer of hannah it's one of the most famous prayers uh in the bible mary quotes the prayer of hannah when she has a has been told she's going to have a child. So, let's take a listen here. Chapter 2, verse 1, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. In other words, the word horn refers to my strength. Okay, so my strength is in the Lord. Verse 2, There is none holy like the Lord. There is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. Jesus is, is referred to as the rock. He is the stone, the cornerstone of the church. So a reference to the rock of our God, which is ultimately Jesus she's describing him. He's our strength, he's our salvation, he's our rock. Verse three, talk no more so very proudly, let not arrogance come from your mouth, for the Lord is a God of knowledge and by him actions are weighed. God hates pride, and pride comes from the heart. And uh, so she's rebuking any anything within one's heart that could take away our strength, our salvation, our rock. And uh, the bows of the mighty are broken, but the feeble bind on strength. Those who were full, verse 5, have hired... Themselves out for bread, but those who were hungry have ceased to hunger. The barren has borne seven, but she who has many children is forlorn. The Lord kills and brings to life and brings down to Sheol and raises up. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. He raises up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes and inherit a seat of honor. For the pillars of the Lord are the Lord's, and on them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall be cut off in darkness. For not by might shall a man prevail. Isn't that interesting? Look at all the ways she's describing the qualities of the Lord. What the Lord does for us and can do to us. It's more than we can do ourselves. It shows God's sovereignty. For not by might shall a man prevail. For me, that's just such a great verse. And you can see all the things that the Lord does. You prevail not by might. You only prevail from the Lord. In your hunger... In your physical ailments, in life and death situations, rich and poor situations, victory. The whole pillars of the whole earth. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones. For not by might shall a man prevail. Yeah, I just have to dwell on that one today. He will guard the feet of his faithful ones. For not by might shall a man prevail. Uh, That just touches my heart. Verse 10. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Against them he will thunder in heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Now, McGee teaches that his anointed, that word translates uh, as to Messiah. In the Hebrew, that word in the Hebrew translates um, to Messiah, and of course that Messiah is Christ of uh, and my study Bible says his anointed or the reference to his Messiah appears here for the first time in the Bible and um Anointed is used of priests. In the Old Testament, priests and prophets are also referred to as anointed. But in Samuel, most references are royal. Though the anointing of kings is known from various places in the ancient East, Messiah, quote-unquote, as a royal title is attested only in the Bible. So we're referencing Messiah here in terms of the word anointed meaning Christ. Verse 11, Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, and the boy was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli the priest. Okay? So Samuel's growing up, ministering to the Lord. Verse 12, Now the sons of Eli were worthless men. So he's not growing up in a very nice place. They did not know the Lord. And the custom was of the priest. "...with the people that when any man offered a sacrifice, the chief servants would come while the meat was boiling with a three-pronged fork in his hand, and he would thrust it in the pan or kettle or pot, and all that the fork brought up the the priest would take for himself. And this is what they did, inshallah, to all the Israelites who came. Moreover, the fat was was burned, the priest's servants would come." Before the fat was burned, the priest's servants would come and say to the man who was sacrificing, Give meat for the priest's roast, for he will not accept boiled meat from you, but only raw. And if the man said to him, Let them burn the fat first, and then take as much as you wish, he would say, No, you must give it now. For if not, I'll take it by force. Thus the sin of the young men was very great in the sight of the Lord, for the men treated the offering of the Lord with contempt. So in other words... They're supposed to as best I understand it, they're supposed to wait for the fat to be burnt as an offering to the Lord. And then what was left over they could have a portion to eat themselves. But um they wanted the raw meat so they could just cook it. You know? They wanted to eat the whole part of the meat themselves. They just went, this was a, a racket, like McGee says. They were they were running a religious racket. God didn't like this. Now, meanwhile, Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy clothed with linen. Okay. And his mother, verse 19, used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year. And when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Can you imagine? You only see your child once a year when you go up to offer a sacrifice and he's still working there in the temple. But this mother kept her promise. She had a child. She gave him to the Lord. And Eli is being very faithful, working there, and he sees his mother, but he knows he has been given there to serve the Lord. Verse 21, Indeed the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters, and the boy Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. So in other words, God not only blessed Hannah with Samuel, she gave Hannah three sons and two more daughters. So Hannah was blessed. And God's growing her family on His plan and His timetable. He's actually building His kingdom out of the prayer that she prayed. Because that's how where Samuel comes from. And Samuel ultimately becomes uh, the kingmaker uh, in Israel. Anointing Samuel the king and David, King David the king. So and from King David's household comes Christ. So, uh verse 22, meanwhile now Eli was very old, kept hearing all his sons, what all his sons were doing to all Israel and how they lay with the women who were serving the entrance to the tent of meeting. Okay, these guys were running such a religious racket and they were immoral. And so he tries to rebuke his sons and and McGee says it's a very, it's too mild a rebuke. He just says to them, verse 23, Why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. No, my sons, it is no good report that I hear uh, the people of the Lord spreading abroad. If someone sins against a man, God will uh, uh, mediate for him. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they wouldn't listen to the voice of their father, for it was of the Lord to, be, uh, to put them to death. So, these guys are just evil guys. They don't even listen to their father. Verse 26, Now the boy Samuel continued to grow both in stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. So, Samuel grows. The sons are evil. Um, a little uh, thing uh, in verse 27, Apparently there came a man of God to Eli and said to them, Thus says the Lord, did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt subject to the house of Pharaoh? These are kind of like rhetorical questions. Obviously the answer is yes. Did I choose him out of all tribes of Israel to 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 uh, be my priest, to go up to the altar and burn incense and to wear the epod before me? Okay, obviously Yes. Verse 29, why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling and honor your sons above me by fattening yourselves on the choicest part of every offering of my people Israel? In other words, you didn't put this thing down. You allowed your sons to keep doing this evil that you know is evil against my offering against my worship my rules of sacrifice there uh, verse 30 therefore the lord the god of israel declares i promise that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever but now the lord declares far be it from me for those who honor me i will honor and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed behold the days are coming when i will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house so that there will be there will not be an old man in your house. In other words, he's going to cut off Eli's house. Verse thirty four and on this that shall come upon your two sons, Hopni and Phineas, shall be the sign to you. Both of them shall die on the same day, and I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house and that he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. And everyone who's left in your house shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread. And shall say, Please put me in one of the priest's places that I may eat a morsel of bread. So in other words, I'm going to build up a different house and your house will go down and that's a prophecy. And you'll know it's coming true because both of your sons will die on the same day. So, a terrible, a terrible, terrible situation here. We don't see what Hannah thinks of these boys. Um, God doesn't give us that picture. She must have been maybe distressed about that. But he's giving this information to Eli. And, of course, the ultimate faithful priest is Christ. God is using all of this to build His kingdom on His timetable. So, we're going to stop here. Uh, McGee starts in chapter 3, verse 1, but I'm going to hold off until um, Monday. Um, We always take a break for the weekend. Today's Friday, so we'll take a break for the weekend. And then Monday, we will start proper, in chapter 3 in this book of Samuel. I'm enjoying it. I've never read and studied Samuel before, so I'm really anxious to learn about Samuel. Uh, And it's very, very interesting that it starts from a woman's prayer. And so does God's Son, Christ, starts with the prayer of Mary. I mean, when she finds out she's pregnant. It's the first thing. So, we'll stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Mitali. Mitali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to listening to your study today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. We'll see you here next time. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean.
1: Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 Samuel, chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, all the way to chapter 3, verse 1. So this chapter opens with a prayer of Hannah. So in our last study, we saw that Hannah was praying to God because she, her womb was shut out and she had an adversary that was her husband's um, other, um, that's Elekin's other wife, you know, who was... You know there was trouble in the home and um hannah was you know she wanted a child and um and the other wife was making um you know fun of her and you know all those things and hannah went up to shiloh to the tabernacle to actually pray and um so now here we see hannah is uh, uh praying to god and um this chapter opens with Hannah's prayer because uh, God has answered her prayer. So scripture reads, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. So God. So here uh, Hannah speaks of um, the horn and the horn speaks of strength. Um, strength is something to hold on to and hannah and her strength is the lord hannah's strength is the lord and here hannah speaks of um um of salvation so god has given hannah a child and she is celebrating and here hannah says i smile at my enemy at my enemies because i rejoice in your salvation so we receive salvation so god is saving us and there are three three ways in which in which we actually can say we are saved and (laughs) this is justification that's um we can say we have been saved you know when the lord jesus christ died for our sins and um sanctification we we say you know we uh, are being saved you know every day the lord is saving us you know we are sanctified through the grace of god and um um there's future deliverance um we will be saved so you know upon the coming of the lord jesus christ he's gonna save us and gonna make us anew so salvation is of the Lord so we being justified freely we have been justified freely by the Lord Jesus Christ and that's you know by grace by the grace of God and um, you know grace is unmerited favor we don't deserve it but the Lord actually saved us because his um, son uh, the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins so the Lord uh, verse 2 sorry goes on to read no one is holy like the Lord for there is none besides you nor is there any rock like, like our God. So the Lord is spoken of as a rock in the Old Testament. So the Lord Jesus Christ is called the chief cornerstone. So he said, on this rock, I will build my church. So it's the rock um, that Anna has rested on, and that's the um, Lord Jesus Christ, God. She's resting on, on um, God, and we should, too, rest on um god verse three goes on to read talk no more so very proudly let you no arrogance come from your mouth for the lord is the god of knowledge and by his actions are weighed so here um when we come to god in prayer we should actually always be careful not to come in pride because um we will stumble if we come in pride we should recognize our weaknesses our inabilities and our insufficiency verse 4 goes on to read the bows of the mighty men are broken and those who stumbled are girded with strength those who were full of hired those who were full have hired themselves out of bread and the hungry have ceased to hunger even the barren has borne seven and she has and she, she who has many children has become feeble the lord kills and makes alive and brings down to the grave and brings up so god gives life god gives and takes so he's the one who gives uh, life because and he has the one who, who ugh, he gives life and he has the right to actually take it so until we have the right to actually give life we have no right to actually take it away because the Lord is the one who gives us life. So he will judge the wicked and they will go down um, into death, whether we like it or not. And that's separation from God. Uh, he doesn't apologize uh, for this. He doesn't oh, anyone an apology because this is his universe and he will do according to his will. He will do according to how he pleases. Verse. Uh, let me just read verse 6 again and 7. The Lord kills and makes alive and brings down to the grave and brings up the lord makes uh, poor and makes rich he brings low and he lifts up so this is his universe he will do as uh according to his will verse 8 goes on to read he raises the poor from the dust and he lifts the beggar from um the heap of from the ash heap he set them among princes and make them inherit the throne of glory so like I said again, this is his universe. The Lord will make you, the Lord will break you, the Lord will um gives life and he takes away life. So this is his universe. Um verse nine goes on to read He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked shall be silent in darkness. So um yeah and then uh for by his for by strength no man shall prevail let me just read that again he will guard the feet of his saints but the wicked shall be silent in darkness for by strength no man shall prevail so here um one cannot by his own efforts power strength one can never accomplish anything we should always put the lord ahead of everything that we do um we should always accomplish you know everything we one can never accomplish anything Um, for god by their own strength if they don't put god in it so it's only what we do by the power of the holy spirit that will count we should rest upon him and depend on him verse 10 goes on to read the adversaries of the lord shall be broken in pieces from heaven he will thunder against him the lord will judge the ends of the earth so this is the first mention here that we have of the word messiah Sorry, let me just read on. Oops, I didn't finish reading the verse again. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken in pieces from heaven. He will thunder against him. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. So yeah, now i finished reading it. So this is the first mention that we have of the word Messiah. So the word anointed in Hebrew Uh, is a hebrew word for messiah so god is getting ready to set up his kingdom now since um we have here these people have rejected the theocracy verse 11 goes on to read then elikan went to his to his house at ramah but the child ministered to the lord before eli the priest so hannah here has brought her son after he was weaned um to the tabernacle. Um, and because she had promised him um, unto the service of the Lord, verse twelve goes on to read: Now the sons of Eli were corrupt; they did not know the Lord. So, like we said earlier in our study yesterday, uh, you know, the Terbahalak it wasn't like the best of places to go to because it was dangerous then. Um, and like we had mentioned, Eli's sons—you know, the Eli was a high priest and his sons were, you know, um, corrupt and you know, they were sons of evil. So the sons of Eli were sons of the devil of corruption. So they were not saved, and they were hanging around the tabernacle and ministering there. And people who got t- uh, to, like, f- you know, today, um, you know, we have. This is why, sorry, Hannah, you know, she kept praying for, in as much as you know, Samuel was um, at the tabernacle and you know learning there with Eli. Uh, Hannah continued praying for her son, for her son's protection, you know, so that, you know, he could always uh, be guided in the light of the Lord. Um, And today, like, whatever we are doing, we should always, you know, pray for um, the people around us. Um, It doesn't mean, say, for example, I went to a Catholic boarding school. It doesn't mean... yeah I went to like a Christian boarding school so and and there was a lot of vices that used to happen there and you find the most dangerous places are the places where you know where 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 satan wants to actually embarrass um god's children god's people like in the churches today even back at our school there was a lot of like um you know a lot of um unChristian things that were happening but you know we mom god bless her soul um, she was always, she always used to put us in our, in, in her prayers. She always used to pray for her children. And, um, so, um, today, you know, it's, it's just, um, to urge parents out there, you know, um, when they have kids out there, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's an evil world out there. Pray for your children. Um, and Hannah always prayed for her children. So people you know who go for instance to certain schools and churches still need prayer and they may be in you know a dangerous place just like um, Samuel um, so one has to continue to pray for you know their loved ones so the sons of Eli would actually keep sacrifices that people would bring as offering to God and they kept back the best for themselves so they were running a religious rocketeer this is one of the first religious racketeers that I actually recorded in scripture so they were dishonest to the lord's work and this caused a lot of people to actually turn against you know um the church um oh sorry to turn against you know the lord verse 17 i'll drop down to verse 17 and it reads therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the lord for men abhorred and off abhorred the offering of the lord so You know what they were doing the sons of Eli it caused a lot of people to turn from God so they saw what was happening it was an open scandal they saw what was happening at the tabernacle, and you know they just turned away from the Lord because they're thinking um, you know it's people like that that actually bring the name of the Lord into disrepute um, where people start saying you know if these people who are actually Christian are behaving like this so today um, we should actually not shut our eyes you know Eli seems he shut his eyes Uh, from what his sons were doing so we should not shut our eyes to the wrongs that are happening in our own churches communities schools and all verse 18 goes on to read but samuel ministered before the lord even as a child wearing a linen ephod." verse 19 moreover his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him year by year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice so hannah loved her little boy dearly and she had promised him to the lord and she gave him to the service of the lord and year by year she used to make him like you know a tiny little coat and take to him and verse 20 goes on to read and eli would bless elika elika uh, elka elkanah sorry and eli would bless elkanah and his wife and say the lord give you descendants from this woman for the loan that was given to the lord then they would go to their own home so god was actually good to hannah verse 21 he actually gave her more children and the lord visited hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters so that's five children meanwhile the child samuel grew more the lord more in the lord more sorry yeah grew before the lord so um she had five children and samuel grew before the lord despite you know the bad environment that he was exposed to verse 22 reads now eli was very old and he heard everything his sons did to all israel and how they lay with women and who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting so you know this was a scandal in israel verse 24 goes on to read let me drop down to verse 24 know my sons for it is not a good report that i hear you make the lord's people transgress so he gives his sons here eli gives his sons you know a rebuke that is gentle he didn't give them like you know a hard uh hard-hearted like rebuke verse 25 goes on to read if one man sins against another god will judge him but if a man sins against the lord who will intercede for him nevertheless they did not heed the voice of their father because the lord desired to kill them verse 26 and the child samuel grew in in stature and in favor both with the lord and men so in this bad environment samuel actually grew and dedicated um and he did dedica- he he dedicated to the Lord backed up by his mother's interest and prayers and he's growing in favor of with God and God's gonna use him so God um, sends a prophet to Eli and he told him that he was through with him as a high priest so this line uh, would end the line of the high priest would end and God would no longer use priests and God now is raising up a priest prophet and he would actually minister for the Lord and his office would actually be that of a prophet dropping down to verse 30 it reads therefore the Lord God of Israel says I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever but now the Lord says far be it from me for those who honor me I will honor and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed so here we should be very careful actually in our lives that we actually honor the Lord, because the Lord is good, and uh, let the redeemed say so, so we should be careful we should be careful to walk uh, with the lord and verse thirty one goes on to read, "Behold, the days are coming that I will cut off your arm and the arm of your father's house so that there will no they will be." There will not be an old man in your house so this will happen um, as we shall actually see later on dropping down to verse 34 verse 34 reads now this shall be assigned to you and will come upon your two sons um, on Hoph- hophni and phineas in this in one day they shall die both of them verse 35 then I shall raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before my anointed forever so this is the Lord Jesus Christ that's being talked about here in Hannah's prayer um, he's mentioned as the king the Messiah that is to come is mentioned here as a priest, and he's also mentioned by Moses as a prophet. So the Lord Jesus Christ is a prophet, priest, and king, and he's the only one that ever fulfilled all three offices. So now we get to chapter three, and in chapter three we come to the call of Samuel as a prophet priest. So we see the transition from a theocracy to a kingdom. And Eli is the last of the priests, and Samuel the first of the prophets. And if we read verse 20 of chapter uh verse twenty is it yeah of uh chapter three and it reads all and all Israel from Dan to bethsheba or Beersheba, sorry knew that Samuel had been established as prophet of the Lord, so it's Samuel that uh poured actually anointing oil on both Saul and David and called and he was, God actually called him four times. Okay, so this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening, in. God bless you all, and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.